0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. We have some KU Hoops news. Better than last week, of course, we jumped into the uh, Bill Self jumping off of the recruiting trail, which, by the way, my article up on heartlandcollegesports.com If you haven't checked that out, definitely go read that. Dick Vitale of ESPN, Hall of Fame broadcaster, former coach, incredible, incredible uh, person off of the air as well. All the stuff that he does with cancer research and everything. He shared my article about Bill Self and how KU should uh, not be punished, essentially, for what's going on with the NCAA investigation right now. So anyway, go to heartlandcollegesports.com right now. Check out that article. But there is some good KU Hoops news. They have landed their first recruit of the 2023 recruiting class. And uh, it is a top 25 player, a senior in high school. His name is Chris Johnson. And on Tuesday night, he announced his commitment to the University of Campus. And he just recently, at the end of July, uh, visited KU. And he decided that it was going to be between Arkansas, UCLA, Alabama, and Ole Miss. But Lawrence, Kansas was the place that he wanted to be. He wanted to go to a Blue Blood program. So I guess when you look at all those other schools, it was going to be down between UCLA and Kansas. But when he got on campus... Saw what was going on in Lawrence, Kansas. Saw what was going on with the KU basketball program. Coming off of a national championship, that's not bad to have in your back pocket when you're talking to recruits. Uh, he decided to uh, commit to Kansas, and he's a six-four shooting guard from Texas. He's actually going to be transferring to Montverde Academy in Florida for his uh, senior season. And uh, Johnson is the number 24 recruit in ESPN's top 100 for the 2023 class. He is the number six shooting guard in the country, averaged 16 points, three rebounds, and three assists per game this past spring. He's one of those uh, guys, he's really explosive when he's coming off the perimeter, has a good dribbling technique, Uh, very impressive with his body balance and control, Uh, has a great jumper at the rim. And I... Just before the podcast, I was looking at some highlights from some of his high school clips because everybody's got highlights out there these days. And he looks like he's going to be a fantastic addition to the Kansas basketball program. And he's known as a scoring guard. He can uh, really get into the defense. He's got that competitiveness to him, that, that dog in him. I've seen that phrase being tossed around lately. And uh so Johnson's gonna be one of those guys that, that can get after it for the Kansas basketball program. Johnson will need to work on his defense. That's something that uh will come with time. Bill Self loves a good defensive guard, so he he'll have time to work with him on that. But I think in the end of the at the end of the day, you get a top twenty five recruit, uh, one of the top guards in the 2023 class, along with uh if Grady Dick sticks around for more than a year. Ernest Uday Jr. Uh, They've also got other recruits in the pipeline. Tayson Chapman. Mikey Williams took a visit to Lawrence in June. Braylon Green is also including the Jayhawks on his final five list. So an exciting time, as always, for the Kansas basketball program. Um... Always going to be news there, but let's go on to some KU football. KU got a recruit for uh, their 2023 class. They added a defensive lineman to their class. His name is Marcus Calvin. Got a verbal pledge from him this uh, past Monday night. He's a three-star defensive tackle, um, and it's the third defensive lineman that will be committing to Kansas for the 2023 cycle. He picked KU over Vanderbilt, which was the other D1 school that he was looking at and he took his official visit to KU back in June. He said this. He said this about uh, the University of Kansas and Lawrence. He said, I really loved the school, really love the opportunity they have for me there. I love how Lawrence is all about KU. It was very informative. And shout-out to my guy, Tommy Dunn, who was my host this weekend. So he had a great time uh, the weekend. He got to visit with the players, so I'm sure that uh, – They went out on the town, had a good time uh, in Lawrence, Kansas. But uh, congratulations to Lance Leipold on getting another defensive lineman in there for Kansas. And uh, Calvin is a 6'2", 290-pound defensive tackle. And he's, uh, like I said, a three-star recruit. And he is the number 117th ranked defensive lineman in the 2023 class. So what this means for the Kansas football team, um, this helps them actually boost their stock. Now they have the 65th-ranked recruiting class nationally for 2023, and there's still plenty of time to add to that arsenal. One more thing on Calvin. Last season, he had 44 tackles, 8 sacks, and 5 quarterback hurries in 8 games. So Calvin, uh, Marcus Calvin seems like he's a guy – They can come in here and compete right away. Lance Leipold's finally getting all of his guys in, all of his recruits. Of course, using the guys that were here uh, to help build the culture, guys that didn't transfer, guys that decided to stick around in the program. And so that's going to be good for the University of Kansas football team. And I do want to stay on Kansas football for the rest of this podcast. We talk about Kansas basketball a lot. But football season is less than a month away now. We are into August, and so less than a month until Kansas football and their first game against Tennessee Tech. And they started training camp this past week. The cautious optimism continues to grow around this program. And so for the remainder of this podcast, I am I think next week I'm going to do my, my full-on prediction for the entire KU football schedule. But for today, I want to do something fun with you guys. I want to do some over-unders for some of Kansas's premier and key football players for this coming season. And just so you guys know, I'm sure you've probably picked up on this through the first uh, several Jayhawker Talker podcast episodes. I am an eternal optimist. I am an optimistic g- guy. I'm an optimistic person. So Generally, when I'm looking at over-unders, I think that guys can get their goals, but that's just me. So if you guys have a different opinion, I'd love to hear it. You can always tweet at me, at Talker, at MarkTheOverseer there on Twitter as well. So let's get into some of these over-unders. And by the way, these are over-unders that I just came up with on my own after looking at last season, what they did last year, and what they could project to do for this year. So I did not find this on any betting website or anything like that although in the state of kansas pretty soon we're going to be able to start betting on some of this stuff so that is exciting for those of us who live in kansas or if you live in another state where it's legal um and you're a ku fan listen to this podcast you can listen to this and uh take take all of this information however you want but i'm going to start out with kenny logan the safety of course he was Ku stud defensive player last year led the Jayhawks, and all of the Big 12 in total tackles in 2021 with 110 tackles on the season. So I know that that was quite a feat for Kenny Logan last year, and even in a quote that he had last week or a couple weeks ago at the Big 12 Media Days, he said he's not sure if he's going to get to that total tackle this year. He thinks that the linebackers that are playing ahead of him are going to be better this year. Therefore, he won't have the opportunity to make as many tackles because he thinks that the guys ahead of him are going to make plays. So with all that said, he had 110 tackles last year. I'm going to say for the over-under, the number is 99.5 tackles. So would you think Kenny Logan is going to get to 100 tackles this year? Or do you think he's going to be under the 100 tackle mark this year? I'm going to say... Under on this one. I'm saying under because of exactly what Kenny Logan said. I think that the defense overall, up front along the defensive line, the linebacker core is going to be solid this year for KU. So I I think I'm with Kenny Logan on this one. I don't think he's going to get as many tackles, but it's not because he didn't do anything better or not because he wasn't good, not because he's missing tackles left and right, no. No. I think he's going to make the tackles when those are presented to him. But I think the guys ahead of him are going to be better. He's just not going to have as many opportunities to get those tackles. So I'm going to say under on 99.5 total tackles on the season for Kenny Logan. Let me know what you think at Hawker Talker or at Mark the Overseer on Twitter. Passes defended. Last year he had five. I'm going to go over on this one. I think I'm going to say over five. I have the number set at 5.5, so I think he's going to get at least six passes defended this year. I'm taking the over 5.5. How about interceptions? I know that he also mentioned that he wants to lead the Big 12 in interceptions this year. Last year, he only had one interception, but since he put that lofty goal for himself and wanting to lead the league in interceptions, he's going to have to have more than one, that's for sure. I don't know what the total number is going to be, for him to lead the big 12 in interceptions, but I'm putting the over under at a modest 2.5. So it's, that would be one, one and a half more than he had last year. Essentially. I want to know if you think that he can get three or more interceptions. I'm going to say over, I think he's going to get three or more. He set that goal for himself. He wants to be the leading interception man in the big 12. So if he gets under that, I think personally for himself, it will be a disappointment. I don't think anybody else is going to look at it like that. But if he gets two or less, unless he gets hurt or something like that, I think that that will be a little bit of a disappointment for Kenny Logan. So I'm going over on interceptions. Again, for uh, total tackles for Kenny Logan, 99.5, I'm going to say under. Passes defended at 5.5, I'm saying over. And interceptions at 2.5, I'm saying over as well. So that's Kenny Logan's over-unders that I set for him. Uh, it's – it's uh, I like these. I, I like doing these, and I hope you guys like this too. It's just something fun to do going into the football season and something that you guys can enjoy and also do yourself. You can set your own over-unders, or you can go off the ones that I'm making for them and predict how they're going to do the season. And then you can look back. You can write it down, and then at the end of the season, you can see if you got it right. So – uh, get your pen and paper out and start writing these uh, predictions down before the season starts. And last year, Chiron uh, Johnson was the man for the KU football team. He was their best defender by far. He was drafted early in the 2020 NFL Draft. He led the Jayhawks with 6.5 tackles or 6.5 sacks. Excuse me. He had 6.5 sacks on the season in 2022. Um or 2021 season. Sorry, I'm getting my, uh, my years mixed up here. But who is going to make up? What I'm getting at here is who can make up for those sacks, who can get the production that's not going to be there with Johnson out in the NFL now. And so I picked a couple guys that I'm looking at here to maybe make up some of that production or lack thereof with Johnson being out. So super senior Malcolm Lee, he's a defensive end, I'm putting his over under right now at 2.5 sacks on the year. Last year, he had 1.5 sacks. So do you think that he can get one more sack than he had in 2021? And I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say over on 2.5. So I think he's going to get at least three sacks. I think he could pick up four or five. Uh, Super senior Malcolm Lee the defensive end for the Kansas Jayhawks football team. I think that he's going to have a solid season. I think he's going to get in there. I think he's going to make some plays. So Malcolm Lee, that's a guy I'm looking at to take a step up this year. Um, So I'm going to say over 2.5 sacks on the year. Here's another one, senior Rich Miller, linebacker. Last year he had two sacks, which was actually second on the team behind Kyron Johnson. Uh, Two sacks is not a lot but I think that he can get to that number this year. The over-under is 2.5. Do I think he's going to get two like he did last year? I think he is. I think he's going to get at least two, but I'm going to be optimistic here. I'm going to say he's going to go over 2.5. I think he can get to at least three sacks. He's going to minimum get two sacks, but I think he can get to three sacks, maybe four, if he's having a good season. Um, So senior Rich Miller, linebacker, Sack total for the season, set at 2.5, and I am going over. How about wide receiver? This is one that I am really not sure about because they lost their most productive receiver from last year to the NFL. They have a lot of unknown, quanti- or unknown guys there this year, um, some guys that came in as transfers. Uh, the only guy that they have left, really, that was productive last year, and he wasn't even off the charts productive or anything. It's Trevor Wilson. He had 27 receptions last year, 364 yards receiving, and only one touchdown. So this is, I mean, I hate to say it, but this is kind of a low bar to set for the receiving group. I think that if Trevor Wilson is going to be the leader on this team, he's going to have to do a lot better than that. I don't know if he will be the leader, in receptions, yards, etc. But I'm going off of that he was the second leading receiver last year, so I'm doing some over-unders for him. Maybe this is a little bit lofty if he's still going to be a secondary player. I'm not sure, but I'm going with receptions at 40. Do you think he's going to go over or under 40 receptions? Last year, like I said, he had 27, so this would be a jump. Um, if he's going to push on this one, he'd have to get 13 more receptions than last year. I'm going to go with over 40 receptions this year. They're going to have to make up for it. I think that uh, quarterback Jalen Daniels is going to be looking his way. He's got a little bit of a rapport with him. And I think that uh, he's going to take a step. I think that Trevor Wilson is going to take a step up this year and just be an overall better receiver. So The receptions number is set at 40. Is it going to be over or under, or are you going to push at that one? I could see that being a push for some people, uh, 40 receptions. I could see some people going under since he only had 27 receptions last year, but I am taking the over. I think he's going to get somewhere between 40 and 50 receptions. I guess 41 and 50 <laughs> receptions because I think he's going to be over that 40 number. So let's go to yards now. I set this number for the over-under at 549 and a half yards. So do you think he's going to get to 550 yards receiving and hit the over? Or do you think he's going to go under 450 yards, essentially? Last year, he had 364 yards. And I'm going to go again. I'm going to go over on this one. If he's going to be getting between 41 to 50 receptions like I think that he can, he better get more than 550 yards receiving. That's just the more receptions you get, the more opportunities you get to extend those plays and get more yards out of them. So I'm going to go over 549.5 receiving yards. He will get over 250 for sure, and that is my prediction there for Trevor Wilson. Let's see touchdowns. He only had one touchdown last year, but again, with more receptions, with more yards, with more opportunities, I'm putting the over-under at 3.5 touchdowns. So if you you think he's going to get under that, he's going to have to only – if he gets two more touchdowns than he got last year, that's still three touchdowns. That's still hitting the under. But, again, optimistic Mark coming out. I'm saying he's going to get five touchdowns this year. So I'm going to say over 3.5 touchdowns for Trevor Wilson, hoping – that he can have a little bit of a breakout season for the Jayhawks in that receiving room. Let's go on to running back. Devin Neal, he is a talented running back. We I do got to say this. The running back room got crowded this offseason between transfers. Some new guys coming into the program. You got Kai Thomas, Torrey Lachlan, Daniel Hishaw, Jack Caldwell. Sevion Morrison, who's a guy that I really liked, transferred from Nebraska, and DeAndre Thomas Jr. All running backs that could have some production. They're obviously all not going to get a lot of playing time. Devin Neal is the main man. He is going to be getting the most touches. So all that said, rushing yards, let's go to it. Last year, he had 707 rushing yards and eight touchdowns to go along with that. So I set the over-under for rushing yards at 899.5. So do you think he's going to hit 900 yards rushing this year? I'm really torn on this one. I have been going back and forth on this one for quite a while, heading into this podcast, trying to figure out what I want to do, because with the addition of some of these guys in the running back locker room, I think it's going to be tough for him to get to that 900 number just because they might be spreading the ball around a little bit. Plus, Jalen Daniels can run the ball himself um, at quarterback. So I want to say over on this one. I really do. But I'm going to say under 900 yards rushing for Devin Neal just because, like I said, there's more mouths to feed in the room. And I don't, I don't know if he'll be able to get to that 900 yard mark. If he does, then he really will have separated himself from the pack and made himself the feature back. So I'm hoping that he can, but I also like some of these other guys that have come in here as well. Let's go to touchdowns now. He had eight la- touchdowns last season. I set the mark at 8.5 touchdowns, just because you think he can get better in uh, the following season. After he had a pretty good season last year in 2021. So I put that rushing touchdown mark at 8.5. If you think he can get one better than last year, you're going to go over. If you think he's going to be about the same as last year, maybe regress a tiny bit, then you're going to go under on this one. I personally, I think he can get to that 8 number again this year, but I'm not bold enough to say he's going to go over that number. Again, if he can separate himself from the pack and get more carries, If he can uh, keep the other guys behind him on the depth chart, then I think he can go over the yards and over on the touchdowns. But I'm just not confident enough right now to do the over on that. So I'm going to say under on the touchdowns. I think he's going to probably get six touchdowns this year. That's going to be my guess. I think that some of these other guys that are coming in um, could potentially take some of those goal line touches. I know Sevion Morrison is a guy that could do that. Um couple of these guys are bigger running backs you've got the uh 212 pounds there for Sevion Morrison as I'm looking at his stats right now uh but yeah I I think that Neal is the man I think he's gonna go off I think he's gonna do what he does but I think he is gonna share the uh share the workload a little bit so I don't think he's gonna hit the overs on rushing yards or touchdowns so here's the last over under for players I'm gonna go with Jalen Daniels at quarterback. Last year, in limited action, 860 yards in just a couple of starts. Uh, Jason Bean, the other quarterback that started last year for the Kansas Jayhawks, had uh, 1,252 yards when he started. So, right there, it's about a little over 2,000 yards, a little over 2,100 yards uh, total passing between the two quarterbacks. So I set the over-under for Jalen Daniels at 2,200 yards passing. And I am going to take the over on that. I think that Daniels, if he can stay healthy, I think with the new receivers that are coming into the room, I think that he's going to be able to excel with Jayhawks. I think, I mean, don't want to put this out there. uh don't want to get negative, but I think the Jayhawks might be playing from behind in a few games this year. So there's going to be chances for him to rack up those passing yard totals. So 2,200, I think might be a little bit low for the over-under, honestly. I think that he can get closer to 3,000 yards passing on the season. So that's going to be something to watch for Jalen Daniels. I'm taking the over on 2,200 yards. I think he's going to do much more than that. And I set the passing touchdowns at 19.5. Now, that's... Seems like maybe it might be a lot. That's actually more touchdowns than all the quarterbacks last year combined. But, like I said, Daniels coming in, if he can start every game, if he can stay healthy, if they're playing from behind a little bit against some of those Big 12 teams that are really tough, I think that he can get over 20 touchdowns on the season passing. And so I'm going to take the over on 19.5 touchdown passes. Maybe you're not as confident. Maybe you'll take the under. Um, But I'm taking the over 19.5 on touchdown passes. And the last one here, rushing touchdowns. Last year he had three. I'm setting the over-under at 4.5 rushing touchdowns. I should take the under on this, but I'm feeling optimistic. I'm going to go over. I think he's going to have five rushing touchdowns. So overall, I think that Jalen Daniels is going to have a combined 25 or more total touchdowns on the season. If they're doing that, I think Kansas football is in a nice spot. Maybe, maybe not bowl game in twenty twenty two, but maybe, maybe they will. Who knows? I'm gonna go next week. I'm gonna guess their uh, their uh, win total. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the schedule and predict each game week by week. But right now, let's do one more over under. Let's do one more for the team, and it is the win total. Since I'm talking about win total, let's get into it. Right now, the win total for Kansas is set at two. It's not a high bar at Kansas to win two football games is what they're predicted right now. So all they have to do is get to three wins, and they'll beat the over. Maybe you'll say it's a push. Maybe you think they're just going to win two games again, but I think this team's getting better. I think Leipold has his guys in there. I think that whoever is at Kansas wants to be there. They're buying into the system. They're buying into the program. And I think they're going to win more than two games this season. So I'm taking the over on the KU football win total this year. And next week, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to do a season-long prediction, week-by-week prediction, of each Kansas football game, starting with, of course, Tennessee Tech, which is the opener. And I am very excited to go through the schedule and see how this Kansas Jayhawks team could do for the entirety of the football season so that about does it for today's episode next week we'll get into the schedule and predicting each and every game from the kansas jayhawks football team you can get at me like i said on twitter at jayhawker talker at mark the overseer we can keep this conversation going let me know what your answers are for all of these over-unders and we will have a good time with that over there on twitter my name is mark van sickle You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker Podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can check out all of our articles that we have up there, all of our latest KU articles uh, at And Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.